You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. There, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys Podcasting. It is our DJ Impact. I got all the bad boys here Matt Michaels, Sin City Steve, and Simon Street. And welcome everyone to our wrestling talk. If you're watching us live, make sure you throw all your comments inside the chat box of Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Live, and we'll try to get it in as we see fit. All right, fellas, a lot of wrestling uh, went on this past weekend, so it's time for us to get into it with our four-way stop. All right, Sin City, Steve, man, what highlights do you have for the week? All right, FTR are still your AEW World Tag Team Champions, defeating MJF and Adam Cole in the main event of Collision. Dax Harwood rolled MJF up and pulled the tights to secure the win. Yes, MJF was the one that ate the pin. Um, After the match, MJF was distraught, saying that he lost the match, pinning the blame solely on himself. And uh, Cole tried to cheer him up, told him that he was the world champion, didn't have anything to worry about, handed him the belt, and turned his back to him, almost inciting what he mm-hmm. thought was going to happen. And mm-hmm. it never did. Uh, he was waiting for MJF to clock him with the title, and it never happened. Um, instead, they hugged it out. All four guys shook hands post-match. Um, MJF cut a good babyface promo to send the crowd home happy. And, you know, if you would have told me a year ago that I would have said that sentence, I would have laughed in your fucking face. <laughs> but it happened. Um, yeah. Also, CM Punk is the real world's champion, or so he proclaimed on Collision. He finally took his belt out of the big red bag before grabbing a can of black spray paint and drawing a massive X on the belt. Ooh. Yeah. He drew a perfect X, too, covered the golden E in AEW. Just so happens that the E stands for elite. I wonder if there was uh, some symbolism there. Um, anyway, uh, elsewhere in that. Well, obvious, obviously, he's drawing an X on the title because the X has been synonymous with him as, right. as a character. Put an, X, put, a, put an X perfectly centered, of course, is going to go over the E. Hey, hey, I, I'm just I, giving I, him I, props that he put it perfectly in the center. Exactly. Like, there was no gold showing from the E, and I will reclaim my time. And then also, uh, <laughs> we ended up getting a match from uh, being signed for next week. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat somehow out of nowhere gets pulled out of randomness to be the special guest referee between CM Punk and Ricky Starks. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, maybe that whole uh, X has to do with this. Uh, you know, he's hanging out with Elon Musk. He wanted to change the uh, the logo. You know, hey man, I never know. You know, never know. <laughs> I don't know. He should have used neon green. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, considering that you know, 
they're not really doing much of anything with them anymore on TV, it seems like. So <laughs> why not steal the spray paint gimmick, too? Side of the street, man, what you got? So I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark. And as this match, if you haven't been paying attention, if Becky Lynch is able to defeat Zoe Stark, she's able to take another crack at that bitch, Trish Stratus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she, she, it was a great match, and that's why I put it as one of my four-way stops. Um, it, it really was entertaining. And, uh, you know, Becky looked great, and Zoe continues to just – show that she belongs uh, you know i think if i won't go too far into that um you know next i'm going to go ahead and drop in uh, a little bit with uh nxt just before the great american bash something interesting that, that did happen was um uh with valkyria and um you know the women's champion rhea ripley mm -hmm. uh that match was really really good and it, it was great because it started with a backstage segment you know um with between her and rhea ripley basically proving herself because you know jay juicy jay whatever her name is uh you know was starting trouble with her and stole her adornments and everything but anyways my point is the match was great really showed next level shit and then i'm gonna go to another thing that happened in nxt the anonymous footage which i found would be funny with raquel guns <laughs> raquel uh, not raquel gonzalez well uh, roxanne perez it's crazy because you could tell who her mentor was because I immediately thought of Booker T, Stone Cold, and was waiting for someone to get some milk poured on him. It was a fight inside of a convenient gas station, it looked like. Wow. Um, good footage, and then leading up to uh, Great American Bash, man, that was a hell of a match uh, that we saw um, on a Great American match. It was like one of the best matches I I've seen out of her in a while. So that was my four-way stop. Ding. All right. Good stuff there. Matt Michaels. Yeah, the, to continue on that match, um, they started it with a an angle that you don't see uh, very much ever, and that was Davenport in a black hoodie while Roxanne was slapping hands with the fans, uh, just attacked her. <laughs> it was like, let's start the match like that. And it was fucking brilliant. Um and you had Roxanne do a nice splash onto the uh, table on top of Davenport from the, uh, you know, outside onto the, the outside of the ring. It was, that was pretty sweet. And mm -hmm. man, she did pop rocks onto like three chairs, mm -hmm. which was fucking great. So wow. you got to give a lot of credit, credit to Davenport. She did a lot in this match to make Roxanne look really fucking good. Um, Baron Corbin all of a sudden fucking woke up and now he's a fucking wrestler. What the fuck? It was unreal. Corbin and Gable Steveson was, um, it was perfectly done because the match itself started out being just kind of an average match. Mm -hmm. But those two started beating the fuck out of each other for a count out, a double fucking count out. When the fuck does that happen nowadays? Yeah, the fans were hot and they started chanting bullshit, which was great because yes. they never stopped fighting. No, nope. it was fucking awesome. Security yeah. guards were going down. Those two just kept fighting. It was mm -hmm. fucking great. Uh, and Tiffany versus Thea, mm -hmm. uh, you saw a towel stoppage. Chase threw in the towel oh, because Thea was yeah. uh, in a uh, in Boston the, uh, crab, crab and, and inverted. Boston yeah, Crab. it was an inverted Boston Crab, yeah. and it was fucking 
all he could do was throw in the towel and you know she's left there crying he's next to her so sorry you got duke uh, kind of on the outside you can see him in, like in the background kind of mm-hmm. looking like stunned that chase did that so their story progressing there too and mm-hmm. tiffany looked great so good stuff yeah sounds like it all right let's move right into our two sweet for the week <laughs> All right, Simon Street, what you got? Man, I'm going to go on. My two sweet for the week was the match I just saw with your NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh, my gosh. Fucking amazing match. If you haven't had a chance to watch that match, you got to watch it again. Mm -hmm. I immediately thought of out of all the great NXT matches we've ever seen, that right there for me would go up. And it, and it didn't start off that way. At first, it was kind of, just like you said, uh, Michael's with the Baron Corbin match and, and Gable. It, it started off really slow steam. And I was like, uh. But then when it picked up, man, they they, they took the brakes off them wheels, man, and it was full collision. And I like this because it did a lot of things. Number one, if you didn't get a chance to watch NXT UK and you don't know who um, Mr. Dragunov is, he's the one that beat Walter, who is now who you call who? Gunther. I think it was 870 days as UK champ. I could be off with the numbers. That is a hard-hitting dude. And for Carmelo Hayes to kick it up a next notch, I have seen him finesse. I have seen him do spectacular, beautiful things in that ring. This was a different type of match. Now, the ending, got to say, a little bit of controversy but it's one of those that I don't think it was totally intentional um, for those. Sorry, spoiler alert. Basically, you have Carmelo Hayes on the outside. Trick Williams is just hyping him up, man. I felt like I was in a Rocky movie. He's going to say, no pain, no pain. This is what you're doing this for. And they're on the outside. And Dragunov goes in to uh, do a shot at the back of the head. Trick pulls him out of the way. But Trick had the NXT belt on his shoulder. Dragging off full steam, hits that belt, knocked out. Carmelo rolls him back into the ring and, uh, you know, finishes the job. So that's going to be the interesting story moving forward of how that bridges together. Because if you watch NXT this past Wednesday, uh, Trick uh, Trick and, uh, and Ilya Dragunov definitely have some unfinished business. So I wonder if that's going to tie into it. So, man, that match, too sweet for the week. All right. Uh, Matt Michaels, man, too sweet for the week. Yeah, that match was was really really good uh you're definitely gonna see trick uh and Dragonov do something and uh you might start seeing trick start the separation from mellow that's kind of where it starts feeling like i got a feeling that they're gonna have a match between the two of them before you know mellow goes up um stacks and the don are tag team champions great way to start off the show too uh, giving them the belts is fucking smart. Um, Gallus really is not over in the States. So um, pretty good, you know, pretty good uh, way to tell the story there and keep that going. Uh, but the sweetest too sweet for the week is Dominic. Once again, Dominic fucking Mysterio is dominating the goddamn airwaves. Um, he had a, a great match with Sami Zayn. Uh, he had a great opening segment in NXT on the microphone, 
And that triple threat North American title match was fucking off the hook. Uh, Wesley dived over Rhea Ripley, who was standing on the apron, which was fucking insane. Uh, and, and landed the fucking thing <laughs> on his feet. It was mm-hmm. one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and the match was just told perfectly. And Dom, again, steals a match uh, in which Mustafa Ali actually looked like a professional wrestler for once in his life. (laughs) He looked good. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, well, you know, and that goes to show a lot. And that means that, you know what, some of those guys who were up on the main roster, Corbin, Ali, Dana Brooks this week, Mm -hmm. they belong in NXT. Mm. Yeah. Dom is like the uh, like the biggest heel in such a long time in in WWE. I mean, to to get that much heat, like I can't even. I haven't. I don't know when the last time I've heard heat like that. It's can amazing. You, can you, can you oh. imagine? Can you imagine Cody versus Dom? Oh, that would. Well, we yeah. we, we kind of already had that. It, it didn't work out. Oh, too no, well. no, 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 no. I, when when it gets to that level, oh oh, when it gets to the fever pitch part, I, yeah, I, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that didn't work out uh, last month. No, it, it, it worked out. Month. That fucking really? that match was actually good. It wasn't bad. I, I you know for for, for know. Dominic, maybe it's just me. Remember, it's Dominic Mysterio. I know, I know. he's like the shit stain of of WWE right now. You know, and he's um, the I, he's I, the fucking best. I just want to share something real quick. I won't go on. Something my 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 son said. He was watching the Great American Bash with me. And the announcer said Dom had something from both his daddies. And so my son asked me, he's like, so that guy right there has two dads. You know, one of my friends has two dads, too. And I had to explain to him the whole <laughs> Eddie Guerrero and Ray Mysterio. I, I, I had to share that with y'all. Dude, you missed the opportunity to make Eddie and Ray gay. That was- <laughs> <laughs> Your son already was, was in that line of thought. You should have just gone with it. <laughs> Well, right, I already man. had to explain to him about mommy, but that's a whole nother story. Citizen City Steve, man, what you got? All right. So uh, Buddy Matthews and Andrade El Idolo went out, and they had a fantastic ladder match on Collision. Uh, the match revolved around Andrade's mask that was stolen by the House of Black. And, yeah, go figure. The mask that was stolen gets put up in a ladder match and officially sanctioned by AEW. <laughs> Whatever. Regardless, the in-ring product was fucking awesome. Uh, these guys beat the shit out of each other for around 18 minutes. Um, handcuffs were introduced into the match and ended up being the thing that restrained Buddy Matthews as Andrade climbed the ladder, grabbed his mask. Um, elsewhere, the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax Tournament always produces great matches, and Jeff Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr. were no exception. Uh, These two guys went out. They had an absolutely brilliant match in the tournament. Cobb, Mm -hmm. who has never beaten ZSJ, never um, picked up the win with a tour of the islands. Uh, These guys told an amazing story. And Cobb finally showed that he was able to counter ZSJ and his litany of submissions. It really wouldn't surprise me if Cobb wins his entire block. Um, And, you know, another match from the G1 Climax tournament that I have to mention is Tomohiro Ishii and Eddie Kingston. These guys, yes, they're in a block. We've already talked about it. The C block is a 
is a block made up of guys that'll just stand up there and throw bombs at each other for the entire match. And yeah, that's essentially what these guys did. Uh, if you like stand-up chop wars, lariats, strong style brawling, this match is for you. If not, eh, you might want to uh, you know reverse everything that I said because you won't <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, Ishii picked up the win with the vertical drop brain buster. Like I said, very polarizing. You'll either love it or you'll hate it. Yeah, I, I ran into uh, one of my guys at work who watched the uh, the G1, and he's like, um, he said, you know, with Eddie Kingston, I realized he likes he really likes to work with Japan wrestlers. When it comes to American wrestlers, he don't give a shit. He half works. Yep. He doesn't care. It's like whatever. But whenever it gets to the Japanese, he goes all in. So that's where his passion is. So I was like, oh, all right. Now that makes sense because <laughs> I've seen some matches on AEW. Like, why does it seem like he shouldn't be on? <laughs> but, exactly. but I tell you what, if AEW smart, they're gonna run that match back for that title. Cause that that was a hot Japan, match for the the New Japan Strong title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I, they could they could honestly they could put that on one of the all in all out shows, and you know, obviously put that as a title match, and yeah, it, it would fit. It was that hard hitting down to the end. I also just want to shout out. I I really thought a too sweet match for me would have been the. Um, uh, Bronson Reed and Tomasa Champa match. That was I wasn't expecting anything to come out of that, and that was actually really good. I mean, Tomasa really showing man that. I mean, look, he was always a beast in NXT, but now since he's come back, man, that match was just really impressive. And to a dead Tampa audience, and they were not a good audience, uh, they came alive during that match. So, shout out to them. Shinsuke. Think about that, Champa and Shinsuke. It looks yeah. like what they're setting yeah. up. Yep. That'll be cool. <laughs> Shinsuke versus Popeye. Uh, yep, yep. All right, here we I go. Like, I like her like, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> this week's WTF. Matt Michaels, did you happen to see anything that made you go, what the fuck? Yeah, first off, Apollo Cruz still has a job. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, don't you see him standing there? I, I was literally shocked. I'm like, oh, dude, him? Really? He's still with him? Okay. I was shocked to see him. I, I don't, I don't hate him as much as you do, but it was funny. I'm like, oh yeah, he, he is with the company. He's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, just proving the point that crowds are fucking sheep. Sheamus said, yeah. And the whole crowd said, yeah. So he goes and blows everyone's, oh, my God, he's so hot theory. Uh, Roxanne Perez's little sister was the worst fucking actor in the world. Mm. If you go back and watch that match, watch her trying to cry, and it's hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, another title that has no value in AEW, CM Punk just gave himself a title. So good for you, Punk. Wonderful. Uh, and uh, if you watched uh, Britt and Taya wrestle, holy shit. It was sad. Very, very sad. And I don't understand why. I don't know if something's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if Britt's not getting enough wrestling time um, because she looked rusty and Taya is just getting so buried that maybe she's just not giving a fuck. I don't know, but... Um, you know, it was just, there were spots in there that you can literally see the timing was just bad. Yeah. Uh, and this made no sense to me. 
so gravity shows up and he gets a good match with pack on <laughs> fucking dynamite and then gets destroyed by Samoa Joe on Saturday. <laughs> and it was just like, what the hell happened? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. <clears throat> Let's move right over to you. Sin City Steve, what you got? So has Collision officially supplanted Dynamite as being the A show? Yes. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, I'm, I'm not saying ratings-wise, obviously, but there's more of a buzz around that show each and every week. This week's Dynamite felt completely like a filler episode. A bit of a punt. Uh, why? Realistically, why the fuck? Um, there should be just as much emphasis on, on the show and as much star power on the flagship show as there is on the new secondary show. Just a thought. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could easily go off while discussing the, the Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie match, um, but not, not for reasons why you would think. You know, yes, Michaels, as you mentioned, there were some clunky spots in the match. The timing was off. The two virtually had no chemistry whatsoever. Um, but the fan backlash is what was unbelievable. Right. Uh, my real what the fuck for that match goes to the IWC, the internet wrestling community, uh, for their comments that, quite frankly, crossed the line about mm. Taya her appearance, and her performance in the match. What the fuck? Yeah, um, three, count, three Count's going to be awesome. Anyone listening want to listen to Three Count? Most yeah. definitely. And then uh, lastly, why in the fuck is Jerry Lynn on my TV in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> the guy was great in ECW 20 years ago. His matches with RVD defined an era in ECW. But now you've got Jack Perry carrying the FTW title, talking trash about ECW guys and promos. Of course, Jerry Lynn comes out and gets in Jack Perry's face. Next week, we have a face-to-face -face with these guys. <laughs> now, why is it called a face-to-face? -face? Because Jerry Lynn cannot physically take bumps. So it won't be a match. But why the fuck do we have to go this direction with Jack Perry? What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> because there's nothing else for the guy to do. It, no one knows what to do with him. It's unreal. <laughs> Get him in NXT, and he's a fucking star. Mm. Put anyone <laughs> in NXT from AEW, and they're a star. <laughs> no, 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 no. In all honesty, think about it. What they would do with him creatively would give him a direction. The guy's got a look. They could probably coach him up, you know, give him a little bit more of, a, you know, a talking ability. And he would get that experience. They just don't have that. That's the problem. They don't have a feeder program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I actually I think that he definitely needs promo class time, just like how Brian Pillman Jr. has signed with NXT and is reporting to the Performance Center. Yeah. I've said from the beginning, he's a good wrestler. He's borderline great in the ring if you give him the chance. But he is abysmal on the microphone. He's proven it time and time again. So yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully Brian Pillman Jr. does well and gets promo classes. I just wish that they could do the same thing for Jack Perry uh, while still keeping him under the AEW umbrella. Gotcha. Simon Street, man, what you got? Well, I got a couple of them. So we're going to start with Monday Night Raw. Logan, Ricochet, my gosh, can someone pour an extra can of kerosene, throw in a couple propane tanks, and launch this motherfucking shit? 
because we're a week out of, of, of freaking <laughs> SummerSlam, and um, I still don't give two fucks. And it's nothing against them as competitors. I know when it comes to spots, the shit's going to be cool. But, man, you talked about promos. No offense. That is the weak point of Ricochet. So it's just a challenging situation to be in to where you have Logan Paul where his upside is talking on the mic. Ricochet ain't used to all that and let that mouth service on the mic like that. And it showed with you know, at times, man. It's just it's, it probably could have used that a different way. But my point is, is when he gets on the mic, it, it, it doesn't translate like it should. It almost feels like he's having a hard time with whatever script they're having him do. I think if he was more natural, if he could be doing that, it might come out better. Um, and it sucks because I know it's going to be a good match when it comes, you know, ring time. It's just, man, it's just the launch is horrible. Um, other stuff that that just really I'm sit, sitting here trying to figure out. And, and yeah, I'm going to talk a little shit about SmackDown. I'm going to talk a little bit because normally I don't. All right. So we're talking about L.A. Knight the last couple of weeks. Why the fuck y'all put L.A. Knight with Ashanti the Adonis? Because he's a fucking jobber. I get that. But at the end of the day, the shit was, <laughs> what the fuck, man? I know you was happy, man, because you was up there. I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. At least the crowd got to say, yeah. Yeah, but LA Knight went over. Everyone was happy. And the he guy did. who was supposed to lose lost. But, man, feet, and there's nothing bad to, 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 to hit road. But, man, they're just not ready yet, man, for real. When you talk about people going back to NXT, they need to go back to NXT because they short one man, and we all know it. It is what it is. I'm just here to tell the truth, y'all. Um, last thing to me that, that didn't make any sense, but it was a bright, shining moment at the end of it, Carl Anderson and Killer Cross. Why? Why? Other than the fact that I do like that 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 move that Killer, Killer Cross got. And it's funny, it's not Killer Cross anymore, but it's Carrying Cross. But Carrying Cross, uh, Final Prayer. That's a pretty cool move. It looks very similar to like an F5 a little bit, but it's a cool move. Uh, you know, it, it and it just has me scratching my head. Um, last but not least, um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be honest, y'all. Could Karrion Cross do better if she if he if he did not have Scarlet? Oh, the- I might go I might go missing for saying that, but I, I if I'm gonna be the one to say it, I'm just gonna be honest. I just feel like we we got. You saying you believe Scarlet makes him look weak? No, nah, I'm not saying it makes him look weak. It's just it's just either they don't get what she's supposed to be in this whole dynamic duo. It's just something doesn't seem like it's it's connecting. It just doesn't. I feel like it's a bit much now that I look at it. It's not Scarlet. It's the fucking creative and not doing what he's well, there, doing. Then that's a fair point. Because, again, it just seems like whatever they're trying to translate, it just looks muddled. That, that That's I'm just being honest because, like I said before, I really want to see Karrion Cross do very well, but it just seems like something's hidden. But man, that 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 final prayer is a nice little move. Hey, at least at least he's got a good head of hair. We never. He do. sure does, man. I tell you what, he he need to go talk to LeBron James and arrest him. He ain't got no damn hair, man. He got full set of hair. Just kind of going back to um, L.A. Night. I uh, I thought it. Yeah. Was, I, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. That he brought up exactly what our topic was last week. Um, he was like, "How's the the hottest talent right here have no spot on SummerSlam or this? Uh, I guess this Royal Battle Royal they're gonna come up with." 
So it's just pretty interesting that it's like, uh, you know, I guess maybe he's reading what everyone is saying about him too, but it's interesting that they threw that line up in there, <laughs> you know? So I guess that's an indication to us that we know that uh, what's being talked about. So, you know. Hey, that's- I want to take the opportunity to say thank you, uh, Disco L Super Bisto. Um, I will, uh, you know, respectfully decline the sausage, sausage party if that is indeed an invitation in the chat. Not judging. It's just not my thing. <laughs> All right, here we go. What y'all looking out for? All right, back to you, Sin City. It's got to be something that uh, got you uh, excited for something. Of course. Uh, so this past uh, this past week on Dynamite, uh, we saw more of AR Fox than we've ever seen on AEW TV. And, uh, you know, this just goes to show that if they really wanted to, they could make an audience care about a character. Um, Realistically, we went into the show knowing of AR Fox and passing, but they built it up. They had video packages, you know, profiling him and the things that he did with Darby Allen and, you know, sowing those seeds for what was to come later on in the night. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously... Um, you know, the, uh, the international title match, um, that AR Fox lost after the match, he, uh, he chose to crumple up the glasses and, and, you know, clock orange Cassidy, um, in a uh, show of poor sportsmanship, obviously that brought out Darby Allen and he was pissed off. Um, so that kind of, you know, built to something. And then in the main event, you know, we had, Swerve, uh, not in the main event, but uh, later on in the show, we had Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen. Swerve picks up the win, but only because a hooded figure steals the, you know, does does whatever they needed to do um, and helped Swerve pick up the win. So, you know, we, we got a heel turn from somebody that we really hadn't established as a character. Yes, you could look at that as a WTF. I'm choosing to look at it as a positive because what we're going to get out of this yeah, we're going to get Swerve and AR Fox versus Darby Allen and Nick Wayne, which should be some pretty decent matches, to say the least. And then, uh, you know, the Jericho Abandonment Society. Um, I, I think that they're doing everything as they should. Um, have everybody just kind of dissolve, go away, do their thing. And uh, speaking of, that painting that Callus presented to Jericho, that shit was fucking priceless. Yeah. Quick question, question, Sid City. Uh, just take a look at a American Bam Bam comment. I, do you want to respond to anything on that one? Or are you just, it's, yeah. you don't have to. I, so, so the, the, the funny, the funny thing is I, um, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to, but, uh, realistically, um, you know, it, it's, it's something that I try to talk about nearly each of the segments on yeah. AEW TV, knowing that quite frankly, I'm the only one on this show that will no offense, Simon, but I know that you, you predominantly focus your attention on WWE stuff as do, as do Matt Michaels and, and as do you impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite frankly, it's one of those things where, yeah, we have these prompts and I'm, I'm have certain things that I know that I need to fill those buckets on so sure. that I don't have to watch a, freaking wwe programming so yeah i am i am looking forward to uh to what they're going to do with ar fox swerve strickland darby allen and nick wayne 
All right, uh, Simon Street, man. What are you looking out for, man? What's exciting? Uh, I got quick three things. Number one, I am definitely looking forward to see what Bobby Lashley is trying to do. Is it going to be Hurt Business 2.0, or is it, or 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 is he just you know um, you know part of the Big Brother program just to get uh, you know Dawkins to wear some more fitting clothes than joggers all the time? Um, interesting how Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes may tie into it or not, as we saw the segment where uh, you know he was speaking to Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins with regards to that. So it's just interesting. Uh, so that's one thing I'm looking for uh, forward to. Uh, number two, I am looking forward to uh, what was said by MJF at the end of Collision. Now, as I was very outspoken last week's show about what I find to be problematic with the three shows, well, really the two shows and the completion show in the middle with AEW is, yeah, it's great. They have great products, but at some point you're going to have to make some sense of uh, the realistic, not realistic chaos between the elite, CM Punk, and, um, you know, FTR. So a lot of the stuff that your boy MJF said at the end, I felt like kind of matched a little bit of that, of what's going to happen. So I thought that was cool. But then at the end of the day, he does still go by the devil. So I'm looking forward to him totally putting a chicanery on all y'all asses, thinking this dude is fucking pious as Midas and he's just gonna come back and he's just gonna gut y'all all like fishes I'm gonna laugh my ass off to the bank because MJF can do no wrong to me that is the crown jewel of AEW I said it if they let that dude go that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard get that man all the money he want let him do whatever the hell he want because that is some brilliant shit um, and then the third thing is I'm looking forward as I said last week seeing uh, Cody Rhodes uh, documentary uh comes out tomorrow if i'm not mistaken and i even got my uh, fiance who's gonna watch it with me she don't normally watch shit with me and my son's gonna watch with me so it's actually gonna be a family affair which in my history has never happened like that with a with that's a awesome. wwe documentary so it's a moment for me that's awesome. all right maybe that uh that whole show will make a um part of the next week's segments who knows we'll see maybe Man, Michaels, what you looking out for, man? Well, it won't make Steve segments, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, they're they are using BTE footage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so you can only watch certain parts of the, <laughs> the doc. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like fast forward, fast forward, fast. Oh, oh, elite. I can watch this. Okay, okay. All right, fast forward, fast forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to Maxine versus the Viking Jake, uh, just because it's Maxine. Um, I am looking forward to Ricochet versus Logan Paul. This is the first time I've ever cared about a Ricochet match because it should be good. He does suck on the microphone, but Logan made up for it. In fact, Logan, the whole time he had the phone in his hand when he got his ass kicked, he held on to it. That was (laughs) fucking brilliant. Like a teenage girl. (laughs) <laughs> exactly it was fucking, yeah it was just it was so fucking telling you know he's getting his ass beat and he's got the phone in his hand and he's just fucking holding it um and i'm looking forward to cole carter uh you know is he still in aew because uh stacks and toady d won the title tonight the uh, tag team championship on nxt and thea hale is x uh was wrestling for the women's title on the pay-per-view but cole carter uh I don't 
know, man. Is he still swimming with the fishes? Uh, isn't that what they did to him in NXT? <laughs> Evidently, he shouldn't have pissed hot. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, it's just interesting to see. Uh, you see, I wonder when a, when a person, you know, is in that spot. Are they watching something like that going, did I fuck up or, you know, or am, am I, do I need to prove myself more? So interesting. Yeah. Hmm, it's kind of interesting Definitely. you say that because I think we did have an interview with the both of them a long time nice. ago where we talked about that very topic. So look through Vegas yeah. Bad Boys, find that interview. No doubt, no doubt. All right, let's get into the best in show. All right, best in show. Let's go with you, Simon Street. What you got? Man, bit of a tough one. My heart wants to choose NXT, Great American Bad. And, and for all purposes, I probably will still, still go with Great American Bad. But that's not without mentioning uh, the magic and the power, which is surprised we didn't talk about the whole show. That is uh, uh, Tribal Warfare. Those open and closed segments on SmackDown carried SmackDown this past Friday in my strongest opinion. And I watch a lot of shows on streaming. Some of the best captivating stuff, I know we've said it live, so I won't go into that. That's what I would like to say. But unfortunately, it was not. It was Great American Bash. And the reason why I say that is because it was very, very smart produced. The little things that mattered to me that I really liked was throughout watching it, they, they, they took the opportunity of it being primetime television on Sunday, showing packages for all of their leading talent so that if anybody happened to watch this today, they got to know a Tiffany Stratton. They got to know a Thea Hale. They got to know an Angelo. They got to, and it wasn't just what happened weeks prior. It was their introduction packages, right? Um, really good just, just booking. Like, and yes, yeah, some matches were slow to start off, but it was really, really good. I'll finish with this. Going back to uh, um, Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes. Sin City, we, out of everybody here, are familiar with, with Strong Style New Japan Wrestling, correct? That match was probably the only WWE thing that I've seen that comes close to that kind of match. It was the match itself, if you go watch it, translated more than the words. And I'm not saying other matches don't, but that's what I took from it. I was like, wow, this is really feels like a, you know, uh, you know, a New Japan type type of match. It, it, it spoke to me. So that's why I'm going to say Great American Bash, hands down, really good. Excellent. All right. Let me move over to you, uh, Matt Michaels. Uh, Great American Bash. Okay, gotcha. All right, cool. And Sin City Steve. Uh, yes, always the contrarian voice. AEW Collision. Um, it, it, like I said, it is not just the uh, the show of the week for AEW, but it's also the show of the week if you are a fan of professional wrestling. Um, and you know, not to diminish anything that's done on any other any of the other shows, but I really like the presentation, the product, everything that they're doing in ring as well as promos, building characters. It almost feels like a separate promotion from how things are portrayed on Dynamite. And quite frankly, that's what they need. 
we discussed this ad nauseum. Um, but yeah, I mean, things like the, uh, the bullet club gold, um, partnership with juice Robinson and the guns. I was skeptical at first, but I think it's, it's going to be great. And yet again, you're building the future AEW collision for sure. All right. Perfect. It's time. We want to thank everybody for hanging out and, uh, either watching or listening to us on wrestling talk for this week. Feel free to always join us live Sundays right at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We welcome you to jump on, put your comments in, and we will we'll get it on. We love to read them. We love to see them. doesn't matter if you agree with us or disagree with us. Just uh, just hop on. You know, it's a fun thing. Uh, with that, you got a chance to see what the three-count topics are going to be next. Well, if you are watching us live, just be, just be prepared. We're going to go right back live in less than a minute. And uh, we'll do our three count. But if you're if you're a person that just loved downloading the podcast, thank you to be available Tuesday. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week when we do it all over again, y'all. Till then, happy wrestling. Biggest bad boys of podcasting. <laughs>